Hey gang, we're back. That's right, the second best baseball podcast in the world, Three Up, Three Down, is back in action. I'm your host, Coach Nick Holmes from Nanaimo Minor Baseball. I apologize for the delay. We have spent the last couple of months preparing for the 2019 spring and summer seasons here, which have officially started two weeks ago, and we are in full swing. Today is a gorgeous day, April 28th. It's a Sunday. The sun is shining. It's, I think, 15 or 16 degrees outside. we got baseball being played all over the island, and I was thinking about the best way to kick off this next series of episodes. So I thought I would go ahead and grab NMBA president Mike Hollick to join us on the show. We're going to talk about uh, the history of NMBA, a little bit about the return of baseball week in Nanaimo coming up in July. And we're also going to go over a really cool opportunity for you guys to win some outstanding prizes uh, through our raffle this year. We've partnered up with Toronto Blue Jays and Robbie Alomars. So you're going to want to stick around and find out the details on how you can win a round of golf with some former Blue Jays maybe catch a few games over in Seattle with an all-expense-paid vacation. It's all coming up in this episode, so grab yourself a cool beverage, crank those headphones up, and enjoy my conversation with Mike Hollick. What does three up and three down mean to you, Airman? End of an inning. After the first year at T-Ball, did you have any idea that you would end up being president of the association one of these days? <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's... It's time for baseball. Yeah, it's pretty organic, the whole thing. You know, yeah. I started out as a coach, and, uh, you know, early on, I mean, my parents uh, were heavily involved when I was growing up in sports, and, you know, without coaches and administrators and concession and all that kind of stuff, the sport doesn't happen. It doesn't right? happen. So, yeah, I enjoy the game and, and uh, <clears throat> enjoy working with the kids, and, and uh, you know, today, to this day, uh, you know, some kids who still refer to me as Coach Mike from the time they were five or six years old. So it's kind of a <laughs> feeling, right? Yeah. And did you coach every single year up until you started taking on board positions or? Well, uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean. So you just followed him uh, all the way through the ranks? Yeah. Well, I mean, once we got to the competitive side, I mean, one of the goals, you know, I was one of the people who helped kind of develop some of the non-parent coaching in our, in our more competitive programs. So probably more off-field managing at that point and when we became a peewee or band. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, just, you know, happy to, to watch or to step in and coach or, mm-hmm. you know, ironically, today drove my film, turned up, I had umpire three innings. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's just, as you say, the game doesn't work. People are set right. for and, uh, and do their this is your fifth year, correct? Yeah. I want everybody to hear that. So this is five years you've been sitting on the board as the president. And every year it's a different team, more or less. How do you feel about your team this year? Yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate to work with a lot of great people on the board over the years. But I can honestly say I think this is maybe the strongest board we have. Some really talented people at different uh, in the different roles. You know, I guess I've become a better delegator. Mm-hmm. Um, and, a little more patient after five years? Yeah, you learn to trust that people are going to do the job that they, they said they would and take care of fields or concessions. So, I mean, again, I'm pretty proud of all the people we have on the board have stepped forward. And, and uh, some of our division managers, especially the lower divisions, have done a fantastic job of, of kind of organizing. Uh, you know, our, our registration numbers have kind of been level. You know, and mm-hmm. honestly, I don't know if we could take on more given the field capacity and the fact that right. at some point coaches become constrained. But I feel like we're in pretty good shape to certainly deliver a good you know, program this year and, and, and grow it, you know, mm-hmm. smartly over time, right? And sitting between four, or excuse me, 540, 575 kids every year, sometimes uh, 
it's it's a little overwhelming but how do you feel like in in as far as the growth for the future can we get any bigger or are we going to have to grow more green space well and you know i mean growth for the sake of growth i don't think is is, is necessarily a smart way to go mm-hmm. i think i'd really want to continue to work on the quality of the program so that every kid and parent and coach and, and you know uh administrator you know has a great experience right i mean it's uh, sport is or the sport of baseball is tough. You know, it's kind of called the, the the fastest, slowest sport there is. Um, you know, a lot of the kids don't grow up with the backgrounds we did when we were growing up, right? They don't watch a game of the week and and you know aren't necessarily as big a fans of the games as we were. They have so much more to choose from. Mm-hmm. That we it's a real challenge with with I think kids these days to keep them engaged and captured. So. I know you and I always joke about, you know, our informal kind of uh, motto is to make sure they have fun, make sure they get better, make sure they come back next year. That's so, right. You know, yeah. if we don't grow beyond where we're at, but we continue to make the quality uh, of the experience better, then I'd be satisfied with that. Right. Right. And some of those things that you've put together to help create that that atmosphere in Nanaimo, Baseball Week in Nanaimo is in its second season this year, correct? Yeah. So, I mean. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Like, I mean, where that came from. Back, back up a little bit. I mean. Yeah. It really, you know, was an idea that was born last year out of uh, NMBA's um, affiliation with the, the Siroxman uh, Amateur Baseball Association uh, group. And, uh, you know, for those who don't know, for 40 years, NMBA was kind of in charge of keeping Siroxman up and running. And one of the goals when I became president was to kind of fix that so that we weren't necessarily, um, you know, managing an asset and mm-hmm. having to do all that coordination and the financial responsibilities that come with that. So we're fortunate to get a great group of people at the board level to take on the Siroxman um, initiative. And uh, now we're just a, a partner with the other user groups. And Baseball Week in Nanaimo was just kind of an organic thing that just grew, right? Uh, the Victoria Harbor Cats were interested in playing a game in Nanaimo. We happen to have uh, the Blue Jays coming to town as well to uh, to do their 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 uh, Honda Super Camp. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, fortunately, we have some relationships with Rob, Roberto Elmer and his agent. And, and we were able to leverage that into just a cool week of events and... You know, I mean, the weather was fantastic. The The games were fun. Um, mm-hmm. You know, aside, I think a few bruised egos on the NBA coaches' side because I don't think they performed as well as they wanted to. <laughs> but, so do you think without the Blue Jays coming to town, that might not have happened? It might not have sparked the interest of you guys thinking, hey, what a great opportunity for us to put this together? Who knows, right? Yeah, I mean, I hard to say. Yeah. But it was just, you know, everything came together, yeah. kind of the confluence. I mean, you know, we have lights come to the stadium. That's been a long, uh, you know, long-term project uh, that's in great. the community. And you know, given that this was the first year that we had this new relationship with the city, with the stadium, and the new association, mm-hmm. you know, this was a great way to kick off that relationship and introduce people. You know, a lot of people drive by that stadium every day and don't realize what goes on inside of there. There's great quality amateur baseball from you know the youth level through uh, senior men's baseball collegiate. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't realize that you know Mickey Mantle, one of the greatest ever, play the game. Opened the stadium in 1976, so it was it was just it was a fantastic week. I think we got a lot of awareness, and you know, there's big plans to continue to improve that stadium. And I think that was a great way to introduce just the whole idea of what we're trying to do to the community. And that was the best part is to see so many businesses and individuals, not 
necessarily your hardcore baseball fans, but just you know sports fans in general or people from the community come and embrace that because it is it is a great community asset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's one of the most uh, I guess one of the, one of the biggest things you're the most proud of when it comes to NMBA and and what uh, what they've accomplished over these even just last ten years? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. I didn't know a lot when I was coaching about how the association was ran. Mm-hmm. Probably like other coaches, you know, I'd complain about the gear I had in my bag or mm-hmm. you know the fields we had, etc. And I think you know just continue evolution and growth. I mean, I look at uh, you know if you're uh, a kid who's playing mosquito, which is 11U, um, the opportunities, right? So they can play regular house league. We've instant, you know instituted some division practices and some weekend prospect games to play other communities. Um, if I look at that and contrast that to maybe what my son was able to do at that same level, you know, five, six, seven years ago, we really expanded the offering to the kids on the recreational side. So, mm-hmm. you know, for kids who want more baseball, we're able to provide that and, 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 and not, you know, no great additional cost. And then for the kids who are more competitive, you know, we have single season competitive programs at PB Bantam and Midget. And uh, and then our summer all star program. It's 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 great to see the enthusiasm of the families kind of embrace yeah that. So um, I mean again, I think uh, it's interesting. We're you know I have a, I sit on the board of uh, BC Minor Baseball, uh, the provincial board that uh, kind of uh, is the umbrella organization that we're part of, and and uh, a lot of people outside of Nanaimo really admire what we're doing in the community. We're mm-hmm. fortunate to have great facilities. We have good support from the city and the community, um, you know, to help us, you know, put the kids out on the field. So, yeah, I think sometimes um, we probably don't realize how, how, how well things are going here. And, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean there's not, you know, massive room for improvement. There's a list of things that I have that I'd like to be able to do each year, and we never seem to get to them also. One of those ideas that you had is the reason why I'm sitting here across the table from you right now. Um, you um, were someone that was really uh, heavy on the idea of improving the overall play of uh of players but also of coaching and development and things like that so how did that idea come into your head how did we end up meeting a couple of years ago over uh over a couple of emails from the from the guys down in victoria yeah i mean again i kind of had a a bit of a plan when i first joined the board in terms of what i thought you know we could do as an association and then as i transitioned to president um you know one of the goals was as i mentioned earlier you know to kind of deal with this roxman issue and get that stabilized you know, the city buying that from the school district and mm-hmm. board's important. But another key goal was to, you know, improve the on-field play, right? And I mean, I know kids got to have fun, but I'm a firm believer that kids have fun when they have some success. They get a little because better. Success yeah. builds confidence. Nobody likes to go, you know, over the season or mm-hmm. not make the plays or if you're on the pitching mound, not be able to execute uh, there as well. So, um, and it, it, you know, we're a volunteer organization and, mm-hmm. uh, it was apparent to me that we need to invest some time and money and energy in, in, in helping our coaches deliver better instruction to our players. Right. Um, I mean, the reality is many of the best kids at this, at this, you know, at this level of the sport, a lot of it happens in the backyard with their parents or their friends, mm-hmm. but the coaches can have a real big impact and you need just even, you know, recruiting and retaining coaches. Um, you know, they're not, they're not unlike the kids. The more confident and confident they feel, the more likely they are to step forward and volunteer. And, and again, I mean, we have uh, somewhere between 40 and 45 teams between the different divisions, and we need two to three coaches per team 
right? And so when you do that math, you don't have 120, 130 people willing to step forward. You know, you're not going to be able to run the program. So again, bringing somebody like yourself in was was important um, because, you know, again, I think we're on that path to having better on-field play. Um, so it's just, you know, a bunch of those things are, are starting to come together. And it really, you know, again, what's, what gets me excited about this season is this is our second year with with you in the position, Nick. I think we're starting to see some of the things that we talked about a year ago, two years ago, come to fruition. Yeah. And, and really, we're just, we're just scratching the surface, too. Yeah. And in my mind, one of the things that uh, attracted me from the beginning was that you didn't really have any preconceived notions of what was going to happen. I mean, one of the first things you said to me was like, I'm not sure what it looks like. We have to kind of, you know, go out there and, and observe and see what we can do to, to make things better. Not a hundred percent, which areas need the most attention. And, uh, that's been a lot of fun to, to have that, uh, support of just being, you know, Hey, go and, and be open and see what's going on. I mean, it's not about standing over coaches and saying, Hey, you're teaching this drill wrong. It's about creating a, a culture in an atmosphere where these guys feel comfortable to ask questions, to learn, to get better so that they can be better coaches. And then of course the trickle effect is that the players become better through that as well. But I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, the kids get better in the backyard. I, I, I tell the groups that I'm ever, the ones that I'm in front of is that you don't get better in practice. You get practice, you get better in all the days outside of practice. How much more time are you putting into your individual game? And so um, I think we've, uh, we've always been on the same page there. So moving forward into this season, we've got a couple of big announcements and I know one of them that you wanted to share with uh, everybody out there is the fundraiser effort that we have going on this year is a little bit a little bit more exciting than the years in the past huh you want to talk about that well you know again we've we've taken a few things on in the last couple of years i mean baseball week in the nine we were able to uh, raise some money for the stadium and a couple of the service groups that helped us um couple of years previous to that, we had a very successful um, banquet again uh, with some of the Blue Jay alumni. But this year, we've managed to kind of secure some pretty cool raffle prizes. Everybody out here in British Columbia is a baseball fan, especially a Blue Jays or Mariners fan, recognizes that uh, the Jays come into Seattle for that three-game set every year is a special kind of weekend. So mm-hmm. um, we have a raffle this year where the first prize is actually um, – two tickets to a package that Roberto Elmer's uh, Elmer 12 foundations put together. Um, the premium seats, you get uh, combinations at the Sheraton, the real nice hotel in downtown Seattle. And then they have a, a very, uh, you know, a very cool uh, reception with a whole bunch of the Blue Jay alumni. Talk about Roberto Elmer, like he, like Jesse Barfield, Lloyd Mosby, Cito Gaston. So mm-hmm. for, for everybody in, you know, in, in our era, remembers the 92 93 world series teams yeah you'll get to a you know rub elbows uh with with those guys and spend a weekend in you know anybody who's been down to the seattle series recognizes it's it's like a home game for the mariners mm-hmm. and or it's part of home game, home game for, for the blue jays home game for the blue jays sure i know the mariners kind of resent it but uh <laughs> it um it's funny uh i've seen the interviews with blue jay players who are new to the the, the team and when they go through seattle they're just blown away by by the reaction and yeah and the guys talk about it um, a lot so that's first prize second prize is actually could be just as cool it's actually a foursome to a golf tournament that uh, Roberto Alomar's foundation is putting on on the Monday so oh, nice first prize is tickets to a game Friday Saturday Sunday second prize that whole group moves up to, to Vancouver wow and, um, they have a turn golf tournament um, 
So you get a foursome at uh, the golf tournament, Mayfair Lakes in Richmond, beautiful, uh, beautiful course. And then um, they're going to pile everybody on a bus uh, and drive them over to a Vancouver Canadians game later that night. So you essentially get to spend the full day again, hanging out with some of the Blue Jay uh, greats, playing some golf and, um, and then uh, go to arguably one of the greatest little ballparks in, in North America. Yeah. Um, you know, on a nice sunny night, there's no better place to be than that, Bailey. So we're going to be out in the community selling these tickets. Um, and where does the money go? We've got an ambitious project. We're expanding the Third Street batting cage. All the net proceeds of the, that raffle um, are going to go to help uh, buy some uh, equipment and pay for some of the improvements that we're making there. So, um, yeah, and it's, very excited. And it's just one of the things we have to do. We're trying to keep the sport affordable. Uh, we're not trying to get into the parents' wallet so uh, too far. So we're trying to right. reach out to the community and tell you what, uh, the best Mother's Day or Father's Day gift you could probably provide is buy, buy a ticket. Yeah. A chance to win something like that. And I want second prize. I think that <laughs> golf tournament sounds awesome. Shoot, and the and the Mariners are on fire right now, so it's going to be hopefully if they keep this pace up, there's they'll still be, uh, it'll be a good game, it'll be a good matchup. So speaking of facilities, going through the batting cages and talking about that, I'm you know obviously I'm excited about it. I know the rest of the coaches in the area are going to be excited about it and trying to to book time on there. But moving forward, some of the, the things that we were talking about the other day in the future, what's the one thing, the most important thing you think uh, we're missing here in, in Nanaimo to keep this sport going? Well, we're blessed with great weather. Really, we're a three-season sport here, and uh, which is great. But we also know it gets a little cool and rains, and occasionally it snows. So um, we really like to develop something—an indoor facility. Um, and you know, again, I'm, I'm a big believer in kids playing multiple sports. I grew up playing, you know, three or four sports, and I think anybody you talk to in uh, at the collegiate or, or professional levels, it's mm. important to develop great athletes. So, with that I being agree. said, it's nice to have a place to train for the kids who want to put in some extra time, mm-hmm. especially at the higher levels. Baseball is such a technical sport that um, working on your swing and, and throwing and all those kinds of things are important. So. You know, we're hoping uh, we've got a bunch of great things going on. As I say, we've, we've got fantastic parks for the youth. Uh, we've got Soroxman being approved. The lights are going to dramatically increase. A new batting cage will be great um, because we can work with the kids. Uh, and, again, there's nothing like seeing the smile on a kid's face standing on first base after their first hit of the season or their mm-hmm. 50th hit of the season. It's the best part of the game. Mm. And so hopefully we can develop more, uh, develop the kids more in, in that facility. And then ultimately, you know, a place where we can train in, in the in the inclement weather or in the evening right. uh, for kids. So uh, I thought you had a great idea about involving the other sports in the community, which goes right in line with what you said about wanting to promote multiple sport athletes and kids. So what, what what's your plan on that? You think it's uh, something that might be receptive in the community if we can include some more sports? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think a lot of the presidents of the other associations, especially the team, uh, the team sports mm-hmm. I have a relationship with, uh, we've talked about it, where there's probably a greater need to cooperate around, you know, things like facilities and development. And, you know, another area that's really important is helping parents understand the development curve, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the difference between process and outcome. Right, right. And, right, right. and uh, Which I'm, a big, I'm a big believer in, in, in you know, uh, you put the work in, you, you know, you train properly, then the result will generally be there. Mm-hmm. Again, most of us as fans always, you know, look at the scoreboard first and don't recognize the amount of work and effort and that the goes to get to this, sure, to, to get to that point. So, um, you know, parents are, are integral. I mean, they're, they're volunteers, but also, I mean, you know, 
they're there to support the coaching message, right? And a lot of it is not only just the technical skills, which, you know, most parents aren't necessarily equipped to kind of to deal with, but, you know, it's, it's the character issues, right? It's making kids understand that failure is a part of the, the whole learning process mm-hmm. and that uh, hard work um, can, can overcome a lot of that stuff and a great attitude is important and you know those things just don't work on the baseball field or the soccer pitch or the, the hockey rink but those are huge uh important uh, lessons to learn you know so that you can take those to school you know your second your primary or secondary and then ultimately your post-secondary education or and your job yeah you're right in your career i'm you know why i'm so passionate about sports and sports giving me everything including uh, a post-secondary education mm-hmm. to uh you know, so I believe in, in the lessons, you know, uh, that can be learned through sport, how they can make you a better person and uh, more successful in life generally, right? So, uh, Mike, one of the things I wanted to ask you, and I've asked you this before, but I'd like to share it with everybody here. The growth of baseball in Canada in general, especially here on the island, because it's where you're most familiar. I mean, it's, it's Canada, it's a hockey country. Do you feel like, not even since you started uh, coaching back when your your kids were young, but even in the last five years, have you noticed a, a big change in the popularity and the growth of the sport? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it kind of ebbs and flows. Uh, sure. You know, I feel, I mean, NBA's been around for what? Let's say it's 60 plus years? 65 years. Yeah. So baseball's been an important part of this community for a long time. Yes. Yeah. You know, I remember growing up in, in my hometown up in the interior and, and, and again, <clears throat> Little League and, and, and everything that went with it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and provincially, just to give people a bit of perspective, I mean, there's, uh, PC minor baseball has roughly 55 associations across the province. Mm. Um, you know, really from Northern BC right through to lower mainland, Okanagan, Kootenays, um, and how many on the island? Vancouver Island. Um, Vancouver Island, I believe there's 12 associations from tip to tail. Wow. And, and um, we're looking at 17,000 kids and coaches as part of that organization. So it's easy to kind of, uh, you know, get focused on your team or your your division or our community association. But we're part of something much bigger. I mean, baseball is, is big in all of the, the provinces. Baseball Canada um, mm-hmm. has been... Uh, has been uh, an important driver. Canada's had some success at the at the world level, at the World Baseball Classic and, and, and Olympics and Pan Am Games and stuff. And one of the aspects that's really exciting too is the growth of uh, girls baseball. Yeah, it's um, huge. So we're starting to see kind of you know girls leagues at certain age groups, and, and certainly uh, we've been fortunate in Imo to have you know good participation from the girls programs. Um, you know, I mean, in some respects, I guess it competes with sports like softball, but um, we don't see it, you know, as a competitive situation. It's, you know, if kids are looking for a slightly different experience, we embrace that. And, and we've been fortunate to have some very good female players play in our, in our community, you know, be members of Team BC and, and Team Canada. So, yeah, I mean, the sport's growing generally. Um, I think one of the, thing that's, the things that's out there is uh, – as people uh, are choosing, uh, you know, a path for their children, uh, you know, concussions have become a serious issue. Sure. Um, you know, I played collision sports, hockey, football, and and, and certainly uh, I can understand uh, how parents would want to you mm-hmm. know, look at different options for their kids. So, so I think you know, baseball falls into that. It's a, it's a pretty cerebral sport. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of collisions. Right. Um, right. So, uh, but it does require a decent amount of athleticism to be successful. But uh, 
you know, and, and again, at the provincial level, people don't realize that, uh, you know, through the course of uh, the spring, we play, you know, in our, in, inside of our individual associations. But then come uh, June when school lets out, we have about a six-week sprint towards the provincials mm. at, at each age group. And um, so this year we're fortunate enough to be hosting uh, – the 11U or Mosquito Pro AAA uh, Tier 1 Provincials in Nanaimo at uh, Gyro Fields, Sid Clark Gyro Fields there on Wentworth Street. And, you know, we're very proud to be able to host that. Mm-hmm. We've hosted a number of provincials over the last half dozen years, and, and uh, they've always been very successful. And, and it gives our kids an opportunity to kind of play in front of their friends and family, sleep in their own beds. Right, you know, sometimes it saves mom and dad a whole bunch of money, or, or an not have to jump on a boat on a ferry and some yeah. hotels. But that'll be August long weekend at, at uh, St. Clark Gyro, and again, we're just starting the planning of that event. And uh, you know, we want to build an event that not only the Nanaimo uh, AAA Pirates will uh, uh, cherish forever, but the other nine uh, teams that, that come to our city, you know, in some respects. The sports and a bit of an economic driver for the community. We're proud to, to do that because we recognize how much the community gives to us. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you expect there to be more tournaments being hosted here in the near future? Uh, you know, we'd like to. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's nice to be able to host uh, as opposed to jumping in your car or traveling all the time. Especially when you've got the facilities that we've got. I mean, and they're beautiful. And, you know, there's and, enough uh, room. And you know, one of the challenges is people who live on the island are used to jumping on the ferry and traveling. The others you know, aren't so the much. Others aren't, but, <laughs> but that being said, there's no yeah. reason that we can't host more local and regional stuff, and even for the folks in Vancouver to to make it easy for them to come over to our community because we're we're blessed. We have tremendous fields, tremendous access to those fields, right? Community support, and that's not necessarily the case in every community. So uh, yeah, it's something you know. As I say, there's a long list of things we like to tackle each year, and and so that's always one of them is how, how can we have more events in the This episode of 3 Up, 3 Down is brought to you by Centra Windows. Centra Windows have been in business for 35 years with offices on the island, including right here in Nanaimo. They are the largest manufacturer, supplier, and installers in all of British Columbia. And the best part about them is that they are 100% employee-owned and committed to giving back to the Nanaimo community. This approach ensures that their trained installers take the time required to achieve the highest standards. They've made an impact in our community and continue to transform homes for many residents around Nanaimo and the surrounding area. So keep it local with Centra and support the BC employee-owned Centra Windows. For more information, you can contact them at area code 250-756-3010. So let's talk a little bit about the history and uh, some of the success uh, from maybe some players that you've known over the years. You've been here a long time doing this, so I know you know a lot of kids that have come through the ranks and even even before you got involved. Um, talk a little bit about that, some of the some of the names of kids that have gone on to, to play at to higher levels. Yeah, I mean, I moved to 9192, and ironically enough, one of the first things I did is uh, when I moved to town was look for the local baseball team. Uh-huh. I was fortunate enough to uh, play with the, the Nanaimo Coal Miners, which is a senior baseball team in town, and now that single team has expanded into a 16 league. So, um, nice. But uh, over time, I mean, I've gotten to know some of the, to, you know, some of the, uh, the players who've come through this program. I mean, uh, I think as far as I know, the only uh, major league player that I was produced is Aaron Guile. Aaron mm-hmm. played for uh, Royals. the Yankees and the Royals, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I believe he played professionally in Japan for a bit. So, 
but there's been a number of other uh, Nanaimoites that have gone on to have, you know, successful collegiate and minor professional careers. Um, nice. Most recently, um, Josh Bergman um, from Nanaimo um, <clears throat> was drafted by the Cardinals, I believe, three seasons ago. He was taken in the 37th round. He's taken a lot lower than than than, it, uh, than he might have because he had committed to the University of Washington mm-hmm. to play collegiate baseball. So, or he's tearing uh, it up right now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Josh, uh, he had some injury issues that he had to deal with early in his collegiate career. But Josh is the Friday starter for the University of Washington Huskies, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's a decent chance that maybe he'll go back into the major league draft this year. So, um, you know, it's a good example of. Uh, uh, you know, a player from the Nine who came, you know, through our ranks, played, uh, you know, all the way up through the system, and then uh, went on to leverage that to, you know, college education and maybe ultimately a professional career. So, sure, those are the exceptions, but certainly we're producing, you know, very good ball players. Uh, locally here, we have um, the VIU Mariners as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a collegiate baseball uh, program that competes with six other programs in BC and Alberta. So it's a chance for kids who graduate high school and want to continue to play the game and get their education to do it here north of the border. Number of kids each year from the from the area go on to play collegiately south of the border. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I know that's one of the aspirations of my son, Tim. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, uh, he's finishing up his kind of high school career this season and hopes to maybe go down and, and play uh, collegiately in the United States um, next fall. So um, you know, again, it can be a springboard to something bigger um, mm. for, for for the athletes, uh, and um, maybe help pay for some of the, the the schooling that they they want to take. So, um, and again, it's you know, probably the most rewarding thing is when you walk through the community and you see some of the players. Um, you know, and a lot of them mm. uh, will probably um, end up being future coaches. You know, they they, they settle down, have a family, and. Mm-hmm produce some young ball players, young boys or girls that want to play the game, and then they find themselves in the coaching rings. And that's part of that virtuous circle. I mean, that started, I've been involved with the game for, gosh, I'm 50 years old, so I guess 45 years. Mm-hmm. And my love for the game was driven by my, my my dad's passion for the game. He was my coach, and so it just felt like the right thing to do. And when my uh, when my son came along, my daughter came along, that he, you know, he picked up the, the whistle, and and I think <clears throat> that'll, that'll continue on. Long beyond uh, you and me, Nick. Aside from the obvious reasons of why kids here in Canada want to go down south of the border and play at uh, you know some of the higher collegiate levels and whatnot and get drafted and, and be a big player. I mean, obviously, it's every kid's dream that's ever you know played the game is to be a major league player. And at some point, we're told we can't do it anymore. <laughs> I was just wondering what the conversations are like with other parents in the community that are having these kids going through today's game and wanting to go down south and the exorbitant amount of cost is to, to, for education and college down in the United States. What can we do to make it just as um, attractive for these kids to want to stay home the college game has grown tremendously in Ontario and Quebec. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the CCBC, which is the, the collegiate league here um, in, in British Columbia and uh, Alberta, um, you know, has expanded with the Edmonton team joining, Edmonton collegiate team joining to, to seven teams. Unfortunately, they, they have club status, so they don't necessarily get the same level of support that other right. varsity sports get. Um, but, you know, some of the programs uh, are first class in terms of the way they're run and organized. And, and 
ultimately the education they get at you know VIU or, or Okanagan College or Thompson River University, etc., um, you know, do lead to probably good jobs and, sure. and, and fantastic careers after the game. So, yeah, we could do more to develop that. I think it's awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly. Just like probably there was a time where, you know, American, young American hockey players thought going to Canada was the best. It was the answer, right, right. Um, You know, the United States has clearly developed a fantastic amateur and collegiate uh, program of their own. So, you know, I think in Canada we can do the same thing. It just requires, you know, more people to be involved, more will. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Nick, you've seen baseball on both sides of the border, right? Mm -hmm. Same bats, same balls, same gloves. Yep. And in many respects, the same athletes. It's just the training and the amount of time they put in. I mean, we're not California, we're not Florida, we're not Arizona. Right. But there's no reason that we can't produce some of the the same high-quality athletes that they do in some of the northern states or the northeast or the northwest. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, I know because we've taken teams down to compete in Washington and Oregon over the years and we've done fine in mm-hmm. many cases we've won tournaments sure so it's you know it's it's just a matter of focus i mean as you said hockey's king in this country in terms of focus soccer popularity had tremendous growth mm-hmm. as well um and uh you know but i think baseball holds its own and it's just a matter in each community of you know the people involved um developing the programs that the parents and players find attractive so the uh, travel the money and everything that's yeah. involved in it it's uh it's kind of crazy, you know, but, but you're, you're onto it and you're exactly right. The sport is growing. There's been more successful Canadians coming through the draft uh, that lead to longer careers that lead to more major leaguers that lead to international rankings within amateur play across the, the globe, seeing baseball all, all over the world myself and seeing how, like you said, it's, it's the same bat. It's the same ball. For the most part, it's the same passion. It's the same love for the game everywhere you go. Everybody talks about that, especially in Latin America and um, the probably isn't another part of the globe that really <laughs> loves the game just uh, from straight from the heart as much as they do. If you had the opportunity to go to and get your education for four years and play baseball, is it really that important that it's uh, SEC baseball or, or Big 12 baseball? Or is it just a matter of because because there are a lot of opportunities in Canada to do that. And like you said, saving thousands of thousands of dollars in travel. You know, where can we go to even? Well, you know, and make I, and that I guess my own personal perspective, I was fortunate enough to play hockey. Mm-hmm collegiately in the United States a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a kid who came from the interior of the of the province, and I found myself in Erie, Pennsylvania, one fall. Um, <laughs> and, it, you know, and it was, it, was, it was a huge step for me in terms of my personal development. Sure. Talk about growing up, being exposed. You know, I, I went to a, a liberal arts college, which was probably the last thing I would have dreamed I would have been doing after high school. Mm-hmm. And um, so... You're right. I mean, maybe the game on the field can be the same, but mm-hmm. for personal development, sometimes going away, experiencing different yeah. things is as important as playing the game. Or, right. Or, or, yeah, I mean, you can study business or law or you know, health science or whatever anywhere. But the fact that I had to jump on a plane, took four days to drive there, mm-hmm. you know, five hours to fly. And, um, but let's say you instead of going across the, the border to Erie, you stayed in maybe it was Quebec, maybe it was Montreal and had the same opportunities, you still would learn those same qualities that you just mentioned, right? So, yeah, I mean, each, each situation is different, but um, again, I think sport can be a tremendous tool in terms of somebody's personal development. Mm-hmm. And yeah, whether it was in, you know, could have been uh, Niagara Falls sure. or, or here in Pennsylvania, it didn't matter. But the idea that you go away and grow up, and really it's one of the motivations for my son. We've had those discussions. One of my better, better parenting moments, you know, yeah. talking to Timmy about his motivation, he says, Dad, I just want to go away. And, and I get that. 
right? Totally. So I'm supportive of that. And ultimately, maybe there's a cost to be paid for that, uh, you know, and some extra tuition dollars or some flights or whatever. But when I measure that against maybe the the young man he can become as a Mm -hmm. result of going off on that adventure, right? Um, you know, you think that's a that's a pretty good investment, right? Well, and it says a lot about you as a parent too, because you've prepared him for that. That's, in, in my opinion, I think that's the goal of should be at least the goal of every parent is to provide them with all the stuff they need necessary to be independent young adults at whether it's eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. At some point, not twenty-five, thirty, thirty-five, though, right? Get them out of the house. So I think that again, it's just for a kid to to wake up at that age and say, "I'm ready. I'm ready to see what the world has to offer and what's out there." That's a true testament to, to the parents. And probably going back to what he most kind of most proud of is, is seeing these kids stick through it. Yeah. Because uh, so many times somebody will try something and it doesn't work and they, 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 they quit or they go off in a different direction. Taking a kid from five years old, you know, in a sport that at times, especially when, at the younger ages, can be kind of boring mm-hmm. and hard to, to grasp and, yeah. and, and, and those kinds of things. And, and having them get to the age of 15 and see them really fall in love with the game, really embrace the training necessary to take the next step. So those 10 years, I didn't feel bad if kids stopped playing baseball, if it was basketball that became their passion or, or hockey or music. or Sure. You, you, as long as something well, replaces it or, yeah, yeah, or I drove uh, them. But, you know, I know a number of children who who probably just went off and, and really didn't have that. And I look back and I look at the friends, the friendships over the years that that uh, the kids have enjoyed and, and I know the parents, um, you know, friendships develop between the parents. Sure. So it's it's there's a whole package that comes with that amount of time involved in a sport. And and again, I'm pretty biased and extremely passionate about it because myself and our family's been able to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And we're coming to the end of, I guess, our children's careers. And we always kind of, my wife and I talk about, well, what's what's it going to look like when we stop going to the field? Mm-hmm. Right? What's that look like? How do we fill our time? Do the friends uh, that we have continue to be the friends we continue to, to, to be with and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff? And, you know, so in many respects, it's like the athlete who hangs up their, their cleats. You know, we'll be the parents, you know, metaphorically hanging up our, our lawn chair. And and um, so that's one of the reasons I stay involved in the game because I think uh, at the administrative level, even though my son will be through it, my daughter's been through it, I can you know impart some of my experience and if there's wisdom and mm-hmm. to that experience to other people coming through. And it gets to keep you uh, close to it as well, like you said. You get to be a part of it still, even though they're they're old, older and and gone. Now you just got to wait for the grandkids to come along oh, and God. start T-ball all over again. Yeah, more energy and passion will have left when that comes along. But you know, me today was a good example. We were joking earlier that mm-hmm. driving by a field to see the conditions, find out that there's no umpire, and you find yourself uh, stepping in for three innings and uh, kind of liking it, right? And well, kind of thinking, hey, it's nice to. And I recognized a lot of the kids on the field from the Nanaimo side. It was a Batum, it was a Batum, uh household game. Uh-huh. They were playing Oceanside, and, and there's a number of parents and, and players and coaches that I kind of recognize. And, you know, it makes you feel good that you're able to kind of provide that platform for them to have fun. Right. And, uh, and so uh, sometimes... Um, you know, you, you don't get that perspective. You don't step back and kind of smell the smell the grass or the roses, so to speak. Right. right. So it was fun for three years. I'm glad the umpire showed up. 
took over for me. Nice. But uh, I don't think uh, I don't think I blew any calls that uh, anybody would be too upset at. So. Well, it seems like you've been making a lot of the right calls here the past few years, sitting at the head of the board and picking the right teams and you know getting the right support behind you and doing the things that I'm excited. I'm excited to be part of the team and, and look forward to seeing what we can do, not just this year, but in the next few coming years. So I uh, appreciate you taking the time to, to sit down with me and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Thanks again, Mike. Hey folks, thanks for listening. I want to take just a quick minute and thank some of the people that made this possible. Three Up and Three Down is sponsored by Nanaimo Minor Baseball Association and World Baseball Experience. It is produced by Pretty Easy Podcast and mixed and mastered by Alan Tuzinski. For complete details on this podcast, including show notes, social media links, and past episodes, please visit nmba.ca and click the little resource button up there in the top right hand corner of the menu where you will also find our blog some helpful training videos to go along with this and if you would like to subscribe to three up three down so you never miss an episode you can always find us on your favorite listening platforms to include itunes google play anchor spotify breaker pocket cast radio public and stitcher We got them all covered. If you like this show, do me a solid. Go ahead and share this with all your other baseball friends. If you don't like it, well, you're probably not listening at this point. Or you are not interested in helping us mold young lives into upstanding people in our community. And for that, shame on you. You got to live with it. Until next time, love the game, live the dream, and we'll see you at the yard. (laughs) 